On this episode of the podcast, I have me, Siddharth Ram. He's the CTO of Velocity Global. We're going to be talking about hackathons and how the hackathons spur innovation. We're going to be diving into some of the benefits, some of the you know observations of uh, issues with hackathons, impact on scheduling, developer experience. Uh, we're going to be covering everything and all hackathon goodness with Siddharth. Uh, Siddharth, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Amir. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. So before we dive in uh, into uh, the hackathon, I'm super interested to kind of get those views. Tell, tell us what Velocity Global does so that everyone's aware before we start the conversation. Yeah. So, you know, when you think about the employment workspace, increasingly our work is borderless. That is, you know, we are working with people all over the world, but the reality is hiring and compliance uh, to taxation, to various the rules around benefits or so on are actually very complex. And so Velocity, what Velocity Global does is rebuild systems that break down these borders and allows companies to hire anywhere and retain their employees while being completely compliant to the local regulations. So that's the business we are in. So we're going to dive in, talk about hackathons, how it impacts innovation and uh, all the learnings that go with it. Before we do, maybe maybe a top level you know, I think everyone would do well if they understood what a hackathon looks like for Velocity Global, just to get some context in that. Yeah, absolutely. So what does a hackathon look like? It's uh, essentially four days of completely uninterrupted work for most people in engineering, for all, uh, actually everyone in engineering, because you have to actually take permission not to participate. And for many people in product as well who and design who choose to participate in it. And actually, it's become broader than that. Now we have people from our uh, support team and our product operations team who also participate in it and actually make it really effective by providing that line of sight to customers. So four days, you do nothing but work on your problem. And at the end of the fourth day, on the fifth day, you actually have what we call lightning talks. So you, each team has to present and has to show what outcomes they've driven. So there's not like doing research projects, oh, I'm going to learn about Gen AI. No, this is not the place. We want to drive impact for customers. So the only rule is you have to pick a project which will be impactful, right? On the fifth day, each team gets five minutes to actually present out to uh, the executive leadership team. Uh, I exclude myself. It's uh, Our CEO is very keen on always being a participant in that. So it's three, uh, typically three and a half to four hours of five minutes talks given by every single team. So that's what it looks like. That sounds like a, a really exciting time. Obviously, uh, I, I like the fact that you have to actually get approval to not participate. So obviously, it's it's important to the org. I guess based on what you said, and maybe we'll work a little backwards on this uh, based on that. Um, you mentioned, obviously, people have five minutes to present. When they are presenting and they're presenting to the executive team, what is the executive looking for in, in some of the solutions that are being brought to the table? So it's all about, you know, the three. Uh, so last time we did this, there were three criteria we used. The first one was how well did you understand the problem? That is, did you connect with customers? Did you connect with other parts of the organization and really understand this is the problem? The second part of it is uh, how complete was the solution? 
right? I mean, so you build something, you know, is it, did it really address the problem? How far did you get? And, you know, and the third thing is, what were your learnings from this? So one of the things we are always trying to do is, you know, I believe a real engineer is what I call a product engineer. And what I mean by that is, you know, you need line of sight to the customer and you need to really, you know, immerse yourself in customer empathy and really understand what problems they're having. Because at the end of the day, the code you write is what the, will be experienced by your customer. So when you have that customer empathy, that allows you to really become a well-rounded engineer. And that's what we're always striving for. And these hackathons are actually a way of getting to understand the customer and the problems that they are, they are facing. We're going we're gonna to dive into the customers in a second, but I wanted to go back to the to, to developers. So, um, you know, obviously, it, so, it sounds very exciting. When you look at the actual engineers and the people who participate, uh, obviously, it seems like there's a lot of, you know, maybe team building going on. There's teams. What is the impact on that developer experience? Because they obviously have four days to kind of, you know, let their imaginations run. We actually do something. So every quarter, I measure what's called uh, the developer NPS. And the developer NPS is just one simple question that we ask. Would you recommend this code base to a friend? Now, in addition, of course, we do all the usual things that you think about, like, you know, the uh, employee engagement surveys and those kind of things. And so last quarter, so these hackathons are something we call it ship it. We run it every quarter. And last quarter, it so happened that our employee engagement surveys uh, or this developer NPS question actually went out a week after our hackathon. Right. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you that. Uh, Engineers are always the happiest at the end of that week. And, you know, I saw numbers which I've never seen before. So I know that there is like just this enjoyment, that happiness that you get this time and space to work on what you think is a priority as opposed to, you know, having your manager or your product, uh, you know, product folks. Not that I'm dissing anyone here, but, you know, like engineers know where the problems are in the code, right? If you give them the freedom, they will go fix it. And so it, it actually is really impactful on the morale of the team in a very, very significant way. I guess when you, and I don't know if you have the metrics on this, I was just kind of curious. When when you guys look at the end of the, the hackathon and you do a quarterly, is there any metrics of how much of the, how many of the projects end up being used within production? Yeah, so... The goal at the hackathon is typically, you know, so the way I started it out and my, you know, it has evolved a little bit as I've learned better. But the way it started out was uh, it's the uh, it's the FedEx model. Or I call it the USPS model. That is, you got to deliver to production in three days. Right. So that was the benchmark we set. Now, it turned out that some teams became incredibly ambitious and kind of took on projects which actually could not be done in three days. And I didn't want to tell them no, because some of these projects are absolutely amazing. But the scope is so large, you can't hope to safely get it into production in three days. So it, this actually creates a real problem, particularly with uh, the product folks, the, you know, because we do quarterly planning. So at the beginning of the quarter, we have committed, this is what uh, the... This is what our output metrics looks like. This is how we're going to move the needle. This is the work that needs to be done in order to get to those output metrics, right? And then the hackathon takes place. And then, you know, 
it's like, oh my God, do we continue doing what we are doing or should we pivot and do this? So uh, it's a wonderful problem to have. You know, it's a problem, but it's a wonderful problem where we actually have to go back to the drawing board and say, look, I think we need to be changing our plans on what we are uh, going to do because this thing has come up. But in addition, there are a number of smaller projects which actually go into production, which is actually fantastic. So last time, I think we had eight projects which went into production at the end of three days. And here's the kicker. You know, the things that you do not realize are important to customers is are some of the things that actually get done. Uh, and my favorite story from this uh, is a few years back, you know, this engineer kind of, you got these transaction lines in a ledger kind of thing. All he did was, you know, and it was kind of a complex code base, but he figured out how to color it so that it kind of looks like alternate colors so that it's easy to distinguish between them. That became the single biggest reason for a net increase in that net promoter score that quarter. You know, so sometimes it's the smaller things that you don't expect. Those are total surprises about what kind of customer impact it can really drive. So it's hard to kind of predict all this and build this in and do things top down. It's better to actually let engineers take a crack at something which you normally wouldn't have paid too much attention to. Hmm. I guess you mentioned two things. Uh, product, which makes me think of product roadmap, and then obviously you mentioned customers. But to kind of back to the product team, this could have you mentioned obviously this could be impacts to the to, to the roadmap to, to to what the product team already envi- envisioned how integrated is and you mentioned the product and design early on that it's expanded to include them but i just was curious like when when something like this is happening and you're finding like with the example you, you just provided it requires you to go back to the drawing board requires you to re-examine some of the features you're looking to ship and obviously customer commitments where does the product team fit in in that interaction with them when it comes to their roadmap? And obviously, it's not their roadmap, but you know the, the, the roadmap that, that you guys are trying to execute on. So like I said, it's a little bit of a wonderful problem that we have. <laughs> but here's the trick with these hackathons. We call it Ship It, by the way. And the trick with the hackathons is really to actually include the product and the design team in this and actually draw them into the excitement. And the reality is they actually want to participate. And, you know, uh, the product leader over here is actually incredibly supportive of it. So the moment they're also involved, they're also vested in the outcome. And therefore, it actually becomes relatively easier. I won't say it's always easy to kind of reconcile and say, look, we got to put this in front of our customers. Uh, You know, this is actually wonderful. The other part of it, I'd say, which, you know, I I do have a harder time with is, uh, you know, and this kind of goes into how I think about uh, a fiscal allocation of monies. You know, there's some work which is done, which is highly technical in nature, like doing tech modernization or removing complexity from the code, which sometimes product and design doesn't have too much of an understanding of, Right. And those are things I will go and fight for because, you know, those are the things which make our engineers way more productive. So if someone has been able to untangle, and the way I approach it is, you know, I always think about what are the parts of our code which has the highest amount of volatility combined with complexity? Because if you have just one of the two, it doesn't, uh, uh, you know, you don't really want it as a target. But if something is really complex and it changes all the time, you actually do want engineers to uh, think about attacking it. If an engineer chooses to work on that, 
I will figure out how to fund that work if they've made significant progress, right? Because again, I'm thinking about the developer NPS score. I'm thinking about the employee engagement. That's where you get the employee uh, engagement and the improvements in developer NPS when you take away the complexity and simplify, you know, volatile parts of your code base. When you mention, um, obviously, the, the customers and we're trying to find, you know, these features that potentially will impact the customer, right? And, and I guess you mentioned the term unintended consequences or, you know, maybe they're Easter eggs for the customer, things that they didn't, or maybe the things that they won't even notice, right? Like you mentioned infrastructure improvements and, and things like that. When you're thinking about the customer and when your team is is about to start to ship it and you guys are trying to pick that theme, how how do you help your team or how does the team align towards thinking about the customer? Because I guess it could be easy to kind of dive into code and try to solve technical problems and lose sight of the customer in the midst of all that. Yeah. So look, here's how we do things. Uh, we actually first, we have got a, uh, you know, an operations slash customer support team, which is actually very much in touch with customers who kind of knows what, uh, you know, customers are looking for. We have an engineering on-call program where we encourage engineers to actually reach out to customers and have conversations with them. So those are the inputs into the process. We create a backlog of possible things to work on based on our input from our partners in uh, in other teams, as well as input directly from customers who gain first time through engineers. So we have this backlog of items. Uh, now, the trick is, you know, you cannot tell an engineer you need to go work on this. This is a completely bottoms-up event, right? Uh, no one, including the execs, can go and tell an engineer, we need you to work on this, right? So what we have is people trying to cajole engineers into, hey, you know, you maybe you should be considering working on this, you know, but at the end of the day, it's all about bottoms-up. It's about self-organizing. It's about picking your own projects. It's about selecting your own team. No one is allowed to tell you what to work on. But we do try to have that line of sight to customers to these through means. Here is your backlog of potential items to work on. Very often what we do is uh, a theme. So for example, uh, the last ship that we had, which was three weeks ago, the theme was centered around AI and how we use generative AI to improve you know, our product. Teams don't have to work on that. But what we do is we offer training, we set teams up for success. If they do want to work on it, offer expertise uh, as appropriate. But engineers uh, select the projects that they want to, but most engineers actually want to make have a huge impact and they end up selecting things from that list. Interesting. I, I guess when you're when you're uh, you know circling back with you know, customers and, and and maybe it's the product team, the customer success team, and you guys are getting the feedback that, you know, something from the ship it has gone live and somebody's using it. How, how do you guys celebrate that? Boy, I tell you, first of all, it's just a rush, you know. I, I mean, I've experienced it myself as an engineer, and I can see it from uh, other engineers also, you know, like, for example, a compliment comes in, wow, you guys did this. This is so amazing. You know, that really makes people's day, you know. So, uh, again, you know, and, and the thing is, it really reinforces, you know, we are here to serve our customers better. That's why we are all here. And, you know, put, uh, having that customer first and uh, customer empathy mentality, you know, just improves the morale of the team, improves our productivity. You know, if you, uh, you know, if this whole idea of ship it, uh, 
you know, was based on, uh, uh, you know, there's the book by Dan Pink called The Drive. You might have uh, run across it. And he has a, a fantastic uh, TED Talk uh, on this uh, topic also. So, but it's autonomy, mastery, and purpose. So the purpose piece of it, particularly, you know, that gets reinforced by actually drawing that connection back to customers. I was just thinking, we, we've been talking all about the good stuff. And I, and, I, and, I, and when I do an episode, sometimes I'm like, I got to remember to ask, you know, about the learnings because all the good stuff sounds great, but there's stuff underneath that you've probably had to, to learn, go through, deal with. Hackathons, I guess, you guys call it Ship It. Uh, your ship at Hackathon. Hackathons are not always done well. I, I guess, you know, everyone has different experiences with it. You know, sometimes people view it as, you know, I got to take time away from my project. I got to go do this. I got to come back to it. It's not always as as interesting or as exciting or as productive as what you guys are doing. So based on what you've maybe just seen as the evolution of your ship at hackathon and, and kind of learnings of how to how you guys have improved it are there any any you know a piece of advice that you would have for people that do hackathons and and are looking to maybe optimize it so the first thing i'd acknowledge is not like we are without our problems you know we have our own uh, set of problems to deal with in particular there we have quarterly commitments and there's like there's you know, grousing around the bench, you know, what the heck, you're going to take a week away and we've got these tight deadlines, you know, uh, I get that. We are going to do it anyway, right? Uh, because it has such a, a huge impact on things. But there are a few things I can say you should be doing. So for one of the things we try to do is align these events with the beginning of the quarter. Well, you know, there's still a lot of, you know, we do sprint zero in which a bunch of design work and so on is going on. So, you know, we are not under as much pressure as we are during other times of uh, of the year, right? So that's one advice I'd offer. The second thing is, I think you've got to go all in. I don't think you can piecemeal this or say, oh, this team is going to do a hackathon this week and this other team is, you got to go all in. Because that switch in in the energy in the organization is really palpable, Right. Everyone is out to compete. Everyone is out to, you know, kind of in a very healthy way, one up other teams and say, you know, I bet I can I can take on this big thing. People stay long hours and work longer than they do normally. Right. So that energy in the system, everyone sees that. The output is just prodigious. So you take away, you know. Uh, Actually, you know, if I can tell you, Amir, if I wind by the clock, the first time I did this hackathon was because I was just talking to an engineer. It wasn't at Velocity Global. It was at a different employer. And, you know, there were 1,700 engineers there. I was just talking with an engineer. You know, I said, hey, we got to fix this problem. And he says, look, I just need three uninterrupted days. Can you get me three uninterrupted days? So, you know, I extrapolated that. I went to my manager and said, I think we should give everyone three extra days. Can we do that? And she said, yes, go for it. Right. So that's how we started out by saying that, look, your productivity is going to be completely different if the entire company is given three days to work on whatever they uh, they have to do with the constraint that, you know, you got to come back and show us what you have done. So that's kind of the genesis. And that actually has worked really well at all three places I've you know been at uh, since that um, initial uh, event that we had held. There are always problems that get introduced by this, but I think net-net, the outcome 
completely outweighs any negatives that this process might have. But you got to go all in. You got to do it for everyone. Where do the, I guess, the engineering leaders, um, obviously they have, they have timelines, they have schedules, which we obviously mentioned, they have to factor these four days in. Um, when it comes to the, the ship at Hackathon, what is their role? So engineers, including me, use this time to write code. Right. So everyone writes code. At the end of the day, you know, man, people who are managers or execs, uh, you know, they've come up through the ranks and it's helpful for us once a quarter to go say that, hey, you know what, I have time to get back to where I came from and really put myself in the shoes of the engineers. Right. So every ship it, I write code. You know, that's what I do. And pretty much most managers, not all managers, but most managers are also participating in it. Yeah, so it's really a good way to bond with your team as well. Yeah, I, I like that. We hear about the, the the hands-off manager and moving away from the code, but obviously this, I really like the fact that you, you can still relate to those engineers and, and some of the challenges of uh, what they see in those four days. I, I guess as, as, as the leadership group and you guys are seeing this hackathon, you know, come closer to the calendar, you guys have deliverables, you have timelines. Obviously, there's pressure. Um, when you guys have to take this these four days away, how do you bake that into the timeline? So we actually, so look, first of all, uh, you know, this is a, probably a completely separate and uh, different topic, but we instrument our complete product development, uh, you know, uh, the, the product development pipelines that we have. So, you know, I can tell you with reasonable confidence what, you know, certain, how much time certain tasks are going to take, how many story points we should actually commit to. This is just, you know, it's over years of actually collecting metrics and really understanding, you know, what, what pace we can move at. Right. So, you know, ship it becomes part of our calendar. Right. So, I tell teams, you know, that capacity for that week, you need to remove it from what you're doing. And you also need to account for the fact that there'll be certain overhead from it post event. Because there are certain projects you'll say, no, we need to figure out how to get to, to get to fruition. So there are certain other projects we may choose to deprioritize in order to get these things in. So over time, what we are doing is we are actually building a system where the, some of the shocks from the hackathon event from Shippet actually get absorbed into the system because it's been planned for and it's been expected. Still not a perfect system because, you know, you know, you can do, uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, what was that saying? Um, you know, plans are nothing. Planning is everything, right? So uh, things still go south sometimes, but it really helps that we are planning for some of it to happen anyway. Final question um, around budgeting um obviously somebody's got to apportion budget for this how did how does that have you seen that work best in, in terms of having this type of r d hackathon budget yeah so first of all this is also a time for people to have fun we actually invite people to figure out how they can have fun and actually we reward teams which actually have the most fun right the second thing is uh food is taken care of you know, lunches, we will deliver wherever you are. You know, if you're working late, we'll get you dinner. So all that is taken care of so that you're just focused on the code. 
As far as budgeting is concerned, this is actually part of, you know, uh, you know, like everyone else, we also do annual planning and then there is a certain spend rate. All this is actually included in our, our calculations of how much we're going to be spending. And in addition, what I would say is one of the things I track, and this is actually a good discipline for other leaders, in my opinion, is, you know, fiscal allocations, I break into three buckets. There's, uh, you know, the tech modernization, the sustaining engineering product roadmap. So product roadmap is the stuff we need to do for our customers. Tech modernization is, oh, you're doing a lift and shift to AWS or whatever your favorite cloud provider is, or you're moving to managed services or whatever. And sustaining work is, oh, you're dealing with production issues. Um, you're doing a necessary software upgrade, those kinds of things. So I create budgets for each one of these three categories with the goal that the work we do via Shipit actually drives down our sustaining work significantly, right? And actually increases our capacity to do more product development. So it is actually accretive to uh, financial management that we do here. Uh, well, the way you guys, the way you approach it, and, and it sounds like, uh, you know, very much heads down, hands down, everyone is all in, which I think you made one of the points, which I think uh, one of my takeaways as I'm thinking about this is everyone's got to be all in, managers included. So I, I really think that's awesome. Uh, so Darth, if someone wants to reach out to you, because obviously we haven't covered this topic um, you know, to exhaustion. There's, there's tons of areas we could explore, and I'm sure people will be like, hey, I'd, I wish Amir would have asked this question. If someone wants to reach out to you to pick your brain on on this or, or maybe something else, what, what is a good way of uh, reaching out to you? Yeah, so first of all, all this, uh, you know, uh, things I've learned uh, and I'm learning, I actually put on my blog. It's called the CTO Toolbox, so I'd encourage people to just do a search for it. You should uh, find it. It talks about Shipit as well. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Just look for Siddharth Ram um, at Velocity Global. Yeah, feel free to reach out to me. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thanks for sharing. Thank you so much, Amit. Thanks for your time. Absolutely. That's it for the episode. Uh, I'll be back again, different guests, different topic. Uh, until then, two things. One, uh, I think we covered a lot of stuff about uh, Velocity Global's uh, Ship at Hackathon. Hopefully, there's a lot of value there. Share it with somebody else that might also benefit. That's how the podcast has grown. So thank you for that. Like, subscribe, comment, review. Let me know if there's a topic you want me to cover. I'll find a guest to talk about it if I can. Until next time, thank you and goodbye.